Hey streamers, after nearly two straight months of ever-increasing nonsense, I'm dialing it back a bit with this episode. So let's just get straight to it. This is the blood stream. What? Are you still here? What are you still doing here? I said I wasn't doing a skit this week. I, I was serious. I'm not doing any bit. So go. Go on. Shoot. Skidoot. I already said this is the blood stream. Welcome aboard, streamers! This is the 8th episode of The Bloodstream. I've managed to make it two whole months, and I've finally run out of things to say during the intro. So, I'm just gonna kinda get into this. My throat's feeling a little, uh, terrible today, so if I sound a bit off, or raspy or whatever, that's why, um... This week's movie is Curse of the Wolf. It's from 2006. It's, uh, it's a werewolf movie. <laughs> I don't mean to bring that line back again from Uncaged, but it's a werewolf movie. You know what you're getting in for. The basic idea this time around is it's about a woman who's a werewolf and has found a way to control her changes, and the pack's not too happy about this because she's looking for a normal life. They rather like their uh, chaos and uh, uh, strength. So there's conflict there, and most of the movie is about trying to get her back into the fold and her trying to escape the pack. So that's the general gist of Curse of the Wolf, which I can almost guarantee I will call Curse of the Werewolf at least once during this. So, I'm just gonna dive in, do the trailer, you know the drill, I'll be right back. One victim suffered gash wounds over 50% of his body, so he was mauled by a bear for God's sakes. There were chunks of these potato heads all over the place, drugs everywhere. One thing's for sure, we'll get the bastards. Not like you. They're like me. English, half-human, half-wolf. On a partial moon, they retain some of their human intelligence. But on a full moon, the wolf consumes them. I was fighting to change, but, but, I couldn't. I use these to control my changes. Can eliminate a race? I won't let you! I never wanted to eliminate anything! I found a way to live a normal life! That's all I wanted! You have no idea what you're getting into. Yeah, well, you know, fuck this. I'll meet you two losers back in the car. Help! Please help! Curse of the Wolf starts out with our lead character, Dakota, talking with Yvette via 
AOL Instant Messenger, and this instantly dates the movie. It's amazing how far we've come in just a little over 10 years. But seeing how AIM looked back then, it just... Mind-blowing. Just design alone, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna dwell forever on that. That's nuts. So, moving on. Dakota is asking a vet about various drugs to sedate dogs. And of course, this naturally makes the vet curious, so he's asking her back and forth about uh, what kind of dog it is, what's the situation, stuff like that. And well, she's not going to come right out and say, Hi, I'm a werewolf. I'd like to sedate myself while I'm, you know, about to change so I don't kill anyone. <laughs> the basement doesn't always work, as we've seen in endless werewolf movies. The vet keeps asking what's the size of the dog, because that will affect the dosage. She outright types in, it's a big dog, you know, like a wolf. So... We're not going for too much subtlety here. The video quality of this on Amazon is terrible. It's compressed. It's dark as shit. I've seen better looking movies on worth budgets on DVD. But it's getting late. The moon's gonna come out. So Dakota takes the drugs and heads down to the basement to try and keep the wolf under control. We'll see how that goes. This could end up being a very short movie. A group of people, which we're going to find out is her pack, barge into her house and start looking for her. The very first thing they do is find the locked basement door, and then decide, well gee, she might not be down there, search the house. I mean, gosh, she's obviously not behind the locked door. These are the worst werewolves ever. Of course, them being werewolves too, as the moon's coming up, they start to be affected. One of them heads outside, probably to try and track out there, which, they're standing right by the door, shouldn't they? Yeah. Dakota wakes back up downstairs, and she seems to be fine while everyone else is turning into a werewolf, so I guess her idea to control things actually seems to work. Although thinking about it, that might put her at a disadvantage with a pack of werewolves around her. Then again, these are apparently the worst werewolves in history. One of the werewolves gets down to the basement, and Dakota's sneaking around, and she tries to get past the werewolf. And at that moment, I'm thinking, if she manages to sneak past a werewolf, well, I've already said it, worst werewolves ever. But fortunately, he does notice her at the very last second, and not for any apparent reason. You know, he could have smelled her, heard her, anything. Werewolf, werewolf senses, why not? <sighs> and of course, since this movie is obviously low budget, they have one of the most laughable fights I've seen in years. The choreography isn't great, the Foley work is hilarious. It's literally the, the sound effects library drop-in where it sounds like they're punching pieces of meat. But as you heard last week, I'm not the best whiz at doing sound editing either, so I should probably shut up. And Dakota, the under-control werewolf, so she human, manages to kick out the werewolf's front teeth, knocks him out, and gets away. Once again, worst werewolves ever. She runs off through the woods, tears off a bit of her shirt, and starts wiping her brow down to get some sweat off her face, and, and she tosses it aside. And why are you leaving them breadcrumbs to follow? These are wolves, dogs, tracking animals. They don't seem to be too great at it, so there's no big worry there, but still, please be doing this to lead them down a false trail. She may be leaving a false trail, but she's doing a shit job of it. She's not leaving a false trail, she's leaving a trail. Period. She ends up on the doorstep of some redneck and starts pounding on the door to ask for help. And he's unsympathetic, but fortunately his wife has something of a heart and lets the girl in so she can clean herself up. One of the wolves is at the door soon afterwards and takes Wilbur out fairly quickly. And we get more werewolf kickboxing between the werewolf and Dakota, which 
Werewolf kickboxing is now a phrase I have said, but this time the fight doesn't go well for Dakota and she ends up getting dragged into the opening credits. Normally at this point you expect the plot to jump to another plot point, other characters, or do a six month jump in time after the credits. But instead, we pick up pretty much right where we left off, and Dakota is tied to a chair. The pack leader is having a conversation with her, it kind of sets up the plot, so this is a good spot to drop in a bit from the movie, and I'm gonna mix Michael the pack leader and a scene that follows right after it with James, but I'm gonna cut out a bit in the middle just to compress stuff. This attitude. I cannot appreciate you denying who you are. After all, who doesn't want more? Who doesn't want to be more? You're in a position everybody wants. I'm in a position you and the pack put me in. I don't want more. I want to be normal. Why? Nonetheless, I can't let you expose the rest of us to these little whores. And the rest of the pack, they're with me, and we cannot let your experiments continue when it threatens our entire race. I'll let you meditate on this little episode for a while, but on that next moon, you'll hunt with the rest of us again. See if you've had a change of heart. I know you struggle with this. I understand. But Dakota, you are meant to be with me, here, and I won't let you go. I don't belong to anyone, James. Not Michael, not the pack, and not you. You don't know what you're saying. You're tired. It's been- I do! I do know what I'm saying. No movie, no. No, no, no. You do not get to do bad dog puns. I'll allow that one, but you're on notice now. And oh, the acting. That shines through in that clip. James is the werewolf that Dakota is promised to marry and keep the pack line going. Also, the werewolf masks are hilarious, laughable, may well become the word of this review. And unfortunately, this movie, which is really pretty long for a simple werewolf story at almost an hour 45 and a lot of that comes from really long scenes that are stretched out that really nothing more than padding we see a lot of the werewolves walking around their house doing normal stuff getting breakfast sitting around in bed and oh dear god i am especially not happy when one of these padded scenes is a slovenly filthy werewolf wandering around in his underwear which is dirtier and filthier and dirtier than he is Farting and dancing. Fuck you, movie. Fuck. I did not need to see that or hear it. Fortunately, the long drawn out scenes of people doing nothing much just to pad out the runtime doesn't quite become a thing and it's mostly limited to just these handful of scenes at the start of the movie. It's still a lot and it's really disgusting thanks to the blue meaning there, but it could have been so much worse. Oh, and after all that buildup at the start of the movie, now that they've discovered Dakota has escaped, they're just... Shrug, let her go. She'll do whatever. Pick a motivation and stick with it. 
And now is when we get the time jump to six months later, and we find Dakota working at a vet's office. So instead of instant messaging them, we're working alongside them. Cut out the middle. Man. Middle program. Dakota's busy doing her job cleaning the place up, and one of her co-workers notices she's acting a little cagey, a little shifty, not quite herself, and asks, Oh, is it that time of the month? <sighs> Look, if I want female allegory werewolf stories, I'll go put in Ginger Snaps. I got that on Blu-ray. I'd rather be watching that movie. Don't tat me. I'll go do it. Anyways, the new job makes sense because it gives her access to steal the drugs and work on any other problems and questions she might have about controlling this thing. But she seems to be doing pretty well on that point. They get done with work and her co-worker friend gets accosted by some roving gang wandering through the parking lot. Dakota is more than willing to kind of let this pass because the moon's going to be up soon and she wants to get home. But she is still mostly a good person, and despite her misgivings, does lend a hand. There's more bad fighting and bad foley work, and there's this hilarious moment where the gang leader pushes the girl they were hassling down. It could have been just a uh, uh, shove out of the way or push her off camera, but he shoves her forward and she does the face plant. It goes off camera, but it looks like something straight out of the Three Stooges. I nearly died laughing just from that one moment. And y'all have no idea how hard it is to not just do a clip that has no dialogue, just so you can hear how bad the Foley work is in this movie. Fortunately, there's enough fighting scenes where you do get some bits and pieces of it, but oh, the, the temptation was so real at this point. Not surprisingly, Dakota humiliates the gang completely, and everyone goes their separate ways. Dakota manages to get home just barely before the moon comes up. She does get the drugs in her in time. We do get in some fangs growing before she gets the drugs in her. As well as some stock werewolf growls, which I may have even used once. Oh, but don't worry, we are not completely cheated out of werewolf transformations. We've got an entire pack of werewolves just down the street, and holy potatoes, is it ever gory. We get to see the wolf ripping right out of the skin, flesh and face bits falling off. Now I know where all their budget went, at least, because it was not into werewolf masks. I've seen better done transformations, and more drawn out ones. I've seen gorier transformations, but what we see here is pretty decent. Not great, but a far, far cry from terrible. Worth seeing the movie for? No. Meanwhile, the gang is understandably upset at getting their asses handed to them by a girl. And they're busy licking their wounds, making vows of vengeance, which are ultimately going to go unfulfilled because one of the werewolves finds them, smells Dakota's scent on them, and decides to have a snack. The next day, the animal attack is on the news, and Michael hears about it, and he's understandably none too happy about Franklin getting peckish the night before. And when Franklin walks in to try to apologize, he's not wearing his shirt again. Why? Why does that guy wear more clothes when he's a werewolf than when he's a human? Oh wait, I know, he wears more clothes when he's a werewolf because they can't afford to do a full werewolf suit. And... <laughs> Michael is so upset at this very public display of werewolf brutality, he kicks over a cheap piece of press board furniture that couldn't have been more than like three or four pieces. It, it's such a hilarious display of anger. Sloppy, Franklin. Very sloppy. Fuck! I cannot keep covering for all of you. We shouldn't be advertising ourselves around here. We've existed thousands of years, undetected. Ghosts, I will not let your ignorance wash it all the way. Look, it, it's my fault, I- Really, Franklin, do you think so? I picked up a scent.
and I followed it. What? Look, I picked up a scent and I followed it. I, I was near a park and I, and I followed the scent. I was fighting the change, but, but I couldn't. It, it was Dakota's. What park? Somewhere near the north side. I, I think, but, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to find her. She's still one of us. It's been months, James. What if she hasn't changed since she's left? What if her little experiments go further than not just us, but every hybrid out there? Is that what you want? Is that what all of you want? I want her back. I too, James. And she will come back to us. I thought giving her some time, she'd find the error in her ways. But I, no, we cannot waste any more time. She will come back to us, one way or another. What do you want us to do? You said her scent was in the north part of the city? We'll start there. We go to the city. Since the attack is all over the news, Dakota also hears about it, and she's no dummy, so she knows her vacation is over with. It's only a matter of time before Michael and friends track down Sense and find out where she is. But we do get to cue more music as the pack wander around town. We focus on Michael as he wanders around town, and he runs into a dog and their owner. He asks uh, some questions about where he could find some local vet, because he knows what Dakota's up to with the drugs and stuff, so he figures there's a good chance she's working at one, or has access to one, and that leads them pretty much straight to Dakota's work. That was fast. Great detective work, wolf cops. Dakota's just taking things easy, thinking she has more time, and underestimating Michael's intelligence, which I can't blame her from what I've seen, I would have done the same. And she's hanging out with her friend from work as they're making plans to do some stuff. And as they're walking down the street, they run into the pack. And that's our next clip. Maybe we can join you too. Then again, maybe you can join us. You know these guys? We're not in the mood for company, Fags. It's been a long day. Maybe another time. Dakota, what's going on? You know, it's been dangerous coming to work lately. I'm gonna have to ask you to end your night rather prematurely. Dakota and I have some business to discuss. We are leaving. Besides, I saw her first. Okay, okay. Well, we can chat for a while. No, you know what? We can't. You and I can discuss this later! No! What have I done to you? Any of you? I mean, really, I'm not one of you anymore. Leave me alone. I have a life. I have friends. Now you have one less. With her friend shot in the head and Dakota not prepared at all to deal with an entire pack of werewolves at the moment, makes a run for it, so there's naturally a chase. She hides out in a bar. She ends up in a bathroom hides out in a stall that's kind of occupied at the time by a guy. The pack soon barges in, finds the guy in the stall all alone. As Dakota is in the first stall closest to the door right next to them, crawls out under the door, completely unnoticed by any of the werewolves. Worst werewolves ever? While Dakota runs, the perfectly normal human everyday guy in the bathroom actually does a pretty good job holding his own against the werewolves. Michael gives him some problems, but he does manage to get in some good shots on the others, and even manages to have them hit themselves a little bit. See previous statement 
Before Dakota can get out of the bar and hide in a crowd somewhere, the bar owner has her brought over to him for questioning and to figure out what the hell is going on with this gang of thugs that just barged in and is making a mess in his bathroom. And that'll be our next clip as they have a nice conversation. I've watched you since you came in. I haven't seen you before. I'm curious. Who are your friends? Nothing I can't handle on my own. Of course you can. You're one woman who looks like she's got some rather angry individuals after her. For one reason or another. And there's always a reason. Look, this is my yard. I like to know what's going on. It's safer that way. For everyone. They don't come around here much. I've known them for a while. I was just trying to get away. Start anew. Respectable. But what's the action? Money? Drugs? No, nothing like that. They want me to go with them, and I don't want to go. Isn't that enough? way of life can be a dead in itself. Sometimes we must do things that we don't want to do. With the face-off being imminent, the club's bouncers surround the group and there's more fighting, and you know the drill by now. Bad Foley work and cheesy choreography. There is one guy who actually seems to have some skill in this, and if I'm understanding this correctly, he's actually the writer and director of the movie, so at least he can fight. Wow, werewolves and humans in a barroom brawl. Do you know what would have made this so much more awesome? If it happened during a full moon! Because otherwise it's just people fighting people. And I'm sure the pack agrees because they lose the fight and run away. Worst werewolves ever! Guy from the bathroom brings Dakota home, makes sure she gets there safe, and asks her out on a date before he heads home himself. Unfortunately, on the way there, he runs into James armed with a gun and gets kidnapped. At least one of these werewolves is not completely useless. While Dakota gets rested up before the next inevitable confrontation, we check in with the werewolves in the next clip. I know what he's going to say. What? We're going to kill her. I know it. Some of us are comfortable with who we are. I am too. Give Dakota some time. She'll come back to us. You're right. She will. But we have to eliminate all her options first. Eliminate the possibilities of any normal life. I think we started doing that already. Oh, wait. You started doing that by capping that bitch last night in the alley! True. What about her friends at the club? What about him? In time, we'll take care of it. Maybe Danny Boy here means something to her. Maybe he doesn't. And what if they come for us? Then good! But do you really think Dakota would put any more of her friends in danger? Look, I understand your concern here. Would you be more comfortable if we go get some, say, Recruits? Oh yeah, recruits. An entire werewolf army in bad masks? That's my kind of awesome. So of course it doesn't happen. We get the recruits, they mostly get taken out off screen. Because to do otherwise would have brought me joy. 
When Dan doesn't show up the next day, Dakota instantly knows what's going on. Because, like I said, she's not a dummy. She knows who has him, she knows where he is, so she goes to the only people that have encountered the werewolves so far, and lives to tell the tale. If Michael's gonna make recruits, might as well have Dakota grab a few friends. She's actually very open and candid about what's going on, and they actually handle it really well. And since it's a lot of werewolfy backstory, what the heck, let's go right to another clip. You challenged them. They'll go through anyone to get me back. And help me understand. Tell me who they are. They're not like you. Or me, really. Go on. They're lycanthropes. English? Half human, half wolf? That is retarded. So, well, stock up on silver bullets and be careful on full moons, right? <laughs> Any moon will work. The difference being in their strength. On a full moon, they're their most powerful. But on a partial moon, not so powerful. But, there's a problem with that. We're listening. On a partial moon, they retain some of their human intelligence. But on a full moon, the wolf consumes them. Their human side is mostly, if not all, gone. And your suggestion? There's no full moon for quite some time. We have to move quickly. They'll be dangerous, but not as powerful. We also get the origins of the owner's right-hand man, Stick, who is the writer and director. And it's done in this artsy black and white flashback, and it's utterly irrelevant to the plot, and I don't care, and that's why you didn't get to hear it. But at least the battle lines have been drawn, and there's potential to be interesting. I mean, Michael and Stick are gonna be there, and they don't suck in the fighting department, so possible entertainment to be had. Dakota and the werewolf revenge squad head to the farmhouse to do some recon, but you know how these things go, once they see no one's there, they start poking a little bit deeper, and that never ends well. Dakota sneaks into the house to try to get Dan out, and the others stay outside to keep watch, and while keeping watch, somehow manage to completely miss the werewolf that comes up to rip out Ivy's throat. Dakota finds Dan, he urges her to get out of there, he'll be fine, they need him for bait so they're not gonna kill him but it'll literally take half a tick to get the ropes off him. Just take the time, get him and go. Problem solved. I mean, you're standing right there. He is literally in your hands. I mean, maybe someone's gonna come up and stop them, but it could really go either way. It's, it'll take no time at all to get him out of there. But Dakota leaves him there for now, so this was ultimately a pointless scene where the only thing accomplished was Ivy dying. The werewolves start the circle, and Dakota and the other girl they were with make a break for it. Stick stays behind to serve as, as a distraction and to try to kick some werewolf ass for as long as he can. Which doesn't last very long when his gun runs out of bullets. They surround him, the movie cuts away, and somehow he survives. I guess he's just that much of a badass to take out a large group of werewolves off camera. But more interestingly enough, he somehow manages to get ahead of the girls who are driving away in a car. This is either really bad filmmaking and storytelling, or a clue of something more going on with Stick. Maybe they grabbed him and turned him into a werewolf really quickly. It's possible, it would be an interesting way to go and have a man on the inside. A clue? It's bad filmmaking. Stick never turns into a werewolf, he's just put in danger, never told how he gets away from it, and somehow gets in front of a car, driving away from him. The movie kills more time while Stick recovers from his wounds. And since he's the writer and director of the movie, he sticks in a gratuitous love scene for her. He sticks in a gratuitous love scene for himself. 
the time finally comes for Dakota to go save Dan again, and she offers herself up in exchange for his life. But, oh, surprise, Michael's not going to let the guy go. Who would have guessed? The bad guy in a hostage swap turns out to be untrustworthy. Dakota gets stabby with the group so they can get away with a little help from Logan and friends. But at last, we get to come down to a fight between the two groups. Sort of, because everyone kind of splits off on their own to have one-on-one -on -one fights, because it's easier to film that way. Stick ends up fighting against the Blue Wolfie and pretty much gets his ass handed to him until Logan shows up bringing a gun to a wolf fight. Dakota and a few others plot their own personal Thermopylae pass in the kitchen, but they forget there's another way in through the basement door. These guys have no concept of basement doors, do they? Anyways, the girl wolf comes up attacking Danny and the other human girl with Dakota, and our heroine stabs the girl wolf in the back with some of her wolf control drugs. Why didn't we do that hours ago? It would have saved everyone trouble. That turns her human again in a gory reverse of the usual change with the human side tearing out of the wolf skin. So now it's down to just a plain old chick fight until some random guy busts in and shoots the werewolf in the face. Is... is that Danny? His shirt might have changed while he was getting splashed up because it was black before and now it's white. I, I don't know what's going on. It, it eventually clears up that yes, this, this is Danny, but the wildly different wardrobe change really threw me at this point and it took me a while to figure that out. More amazing movie making in action. Whatever, it's Danny... He shot the werewolf woman, and Dakota picks up a gun and makes sure she's dead, which is when Logan shows up to get us caught up on what's going on. Nice way to waste your animal, kid. We have to move. Stick's blowing the place. Let's get the rest of these fuckers. Franklin's dead. James, too. Stick is planting bombs, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, too late. There's more fighting, Stick heads into the barn to plant more of those bombs, and runs into all of Michael's recruits. So lesson learned here is, never go into the barn. When is that ever a good idea? Didn't we all learn that from The Walking Dead? Anyways, we get another long drawn out scene where the writer slash director gives himself a really nice badass fight to go out on, before finally hitting the detonator blowing himself and the barn and all the wolves up. Finally. That just leaves us with Dakota and Michael, so we can have one last confrontation and get this over with. But before they get to a fight, they have a bit of a conversation in the final clip. Impressive. I don't need the wolf to finish you. Everyone's gone, Michael. You're all alone, which is all I ever wanted to be. But you just couldn't do that, could you? And eliminate a race? I won't let you! I never wanted to eliminate anything! I found a way to live a normal life, that's all I wanted! And what we have is not a race. It's a curse. You're so smart, Dakota. Smarter than the pack. But whatever made you think you were smarter than me? Get the hell away from her! Just back off! How sure are you that I can't move? I'm pretty sure. Pretty wrong. But that's what none of you understand. I'm the alpha male around here. Me! So Michael gets de-wolfed thanks to more of the drugs, which is a smart plan. But again, should have done it hours ago. And then Dakota turns into a wolf, so I guess she can control it both ways when she hound the drugs? I don't know. Maybe she's just so angry at this point she lost control and the drugs no longer have an effect on her. Either way, it boils down to him being stuck as a human, Dakota turning into a fully raged out werewolf, and taking his head off in one swift, decisive stroke. 
proving once and for all that not all alphas are male. I am the alpha. I've always been the alpha! Danny and Logan think she's in control, but they're still backing away slowly just in case, right up until Lakota Thrope lunges at them, causing Logan to shoot her. Sun comes up the next day, and somehow Dakota's alive? Did Logan just shoot her to stop her and not kill her? Did he kill the wolf, leaving Dakota alive somehow, which breaks all the rules they've said so far, so I don't know. Danny Boy is there waiting for her because he was sure she was still alive, or wanted to make sure, but I don't know why he would think that. He's also got the key to the bar because Logan's had enough of the crap and has decided to retire and left Dakota the bar. And it all wraps up in a scene that echoes when Dakota walks in, but now she's in the owner position, echoing the same questions, and the movie ends there mercifully. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll play Michael's little recruitment speech, and I'll be right back. There's plenty more of this. Come with me. Come work for me. Not only for this, but this. I do not ask questions. I do not care where you're from or what you owe. Come work for me and be rewarded. Period. Yes? Curse of the Wolf is one of those movies where you can tell they have some good ideas buried in there. The idea of a werewolf trying to stay human, using veterinary drugs to do so, trying to stay ahead of the pack. The pack wants her back as part of the group. They're, they fear extinction with this ability to control werewolves. I can kind of see the, the good ideas here. Even though while some of the acting is cheesy and bad at times, it's still entertaining. But the production values on this movie are just almost non-existent, save for a few really decent gory transformations. And at least when Stick is fighting, some good fight choreography. It manages to be an okay indie werewolf flick. I don't hate it. I actually kind of want to see some of the other movies by this director, just to see what else he's done. And I can see some level of skill there that could get better over time. If you're looking for a silly werewolf movie, you could do worse than Curse of the Wolf. You could do a lot better too, trust me. <laughs> Go see American Werewolf. Go see Ginger Snaps. If this movie was trimmed up a lot, like you lost 20 to 30 minutes of it, tightened the plot up a bit, sure it's still gonna be pretty silly and low budget, but a lot of the scenes of just wandering around really gotta go. If it wasn't so long, I'd say yeah, check out the Silly Werewolf movie. But coming in at an hour 45 or so, it really does get tedious and it's hard to say go check it out unless you want to keep your finger on that fast forward button. Probably give this one a pass. So that wraps up episode 8 of The Bloodstream and two whole months of shows. Thank you for listening. You can find it on iTunes, so subscribe there. Leave us some ratings and reviews. That would be very helpful. If you want to talk to me directly, you can also find The Bloodstream on Facebook, where me and a handful of others hang out, and mostly I post about how I'm delaying the show this week. I'm also on Tumblr at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. You can shoot me an email with any suggestions you got at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. That is episode 8, so take care, and keep streaming.
Don't worry. <laughs> It'll only hurt. A lot. <laughs>